It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Time is now 319. Today is um, Saturday the 11th of uh, June. So, um, yeah, the crew is playing out here tonight at the coach house. And it's going to be another great night. We love it here. We always, we always sail out here. Um, so what you're about to hear next, first of all, thank you, Superhero, for uh, opening up the show. Thank you, Blythe Baines, for closing out the show. Um, we're going to listen to a fun fact by Henry D. Horse. Um, but after that, this is part two of the interview I had with Mystery Man. You can check out the first part of my interview with Mystery Man on Inspirado Projecto, which is what you're listening to right now. iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, iHeart, Podbean, uh, Stitcher maybe, Spreaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, all kinds of different places you can hear Inspirado Projecto. But uh, for this one, it's going to be a very intriguing interview um, with this young fellow who, I believe, followed me on TikTok and then found me on Instagram. And uh, right now I'm looking at some of the pictures of the people who have played here. And I'm going to read to you some of the names of the people here before we get into the episode here. Beautiful South, Robert Gordon, King Sonny Aid, Ride, Peter Frampton, Tom Cochran. What is this? Little Feet. Is it Soupy Sales? Ron McCauley and Michael Schenker. Foreplay. Uh, the Guess Who. Wow. The Guess Who played here. RTZ. Electric Hot Tuna. There's just a bunch of them. Oh, Mighty Lemon Drops played here. They used to have one of their cassettes. Deborah Harry. Jayhawks. Dave Kaz. Interesting. Anyway, on with the show. Thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto. And if you want to um, be, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of, showcased on this episode, you can go to Inspirato, you go to anchor.fm slash Inspirato Projecto, and you just click on that little button there that says voice message, and you could leave me a voice message up to a minute. But also, if you call the hotline, um, I think you can leave, like, a pretty long message on there. It's a voicemail, so you don't have to worry about talking to anyone. 561-203-9179. And uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you more later. Here's your fun fact. Cliff Clavin makes a cameo in Empire. Cheers and and Toy Story actor John Ratzenberger has a brief appearance in Empire Strikes Back.
He's the one who tells Han not to go out into the cold to look for Luke. Then he sits down for a beer with Norm. How about that? Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. As well, I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, so close your eyes for me real quick. Okay. Corridor. You're in a corridor. Library, you know, there's... It's a glass floor. It's a glass. It's not a glass ceiling, but when you look straight up, it's like this plasma. And it go. It's very, very up there. Like it, you you have wings. Remember that. You can kind of feel them if you if you feel it out in the spiritual realm enough. But we'll get to there in a second. You're on the ground right now. You can go. There's varying levels to the Akashi records. There's the lower levels. There's the higher levels. And uh, for example, right now you have your eyes closed, right? Mm-hmm. So just start walking. Just envision like a corridor. You just start walking down it. And on these walls, there's like, they almost look like TV screens. But as soon as those TV screens start to appear, you realize they're not TV screens. It's literally a live action memory. You can tap into your memories just by walking into the wall in one of those screens. And if you do it right now, you might walk into a memory that you had no clue you even remembered or anything like that. Do it, for example, right now. I'm sensing um, a planet. Planet. No, there's no wrong answers. Yeah, I'm sensing a planet um, on some terrain that I just don't feel is Earth terrain. Mars? It Hmm. could be. It could be. Hmm. I do see someone in... uh, I mean, it could it could be. I do see a, a person in an astronaut suit. Go towards him. Exchange information, like just say what's up, and that's how you might get a vibe. You might get chills. You might get a ring in the ear. Huh? You might see something play out through their eyes. Maybe you are that person. Well, that's neat. I'm seeing him handing me, uh, like a dome like a crystal of sorts bring it to your solar plexus allow its information to seep through into your being nothing can go wrong unconditional love always protects you know that the only information you're receiving right now is to help your soul remember who you are so whatever you're receiving right now it could trigger something in weeks it could trigger something now you know what i'm saying i'm just seeing water flowing that's what all i'm seeing right now it's just water water's just flowing where do you feel the water is there a place you can feel it it's like i'm seeing it from bird's eye view bird's eye view are you seeing the waters above Well, I'm seeing. Well, I'm I'm as if I were the bird. Like I'm seeing, oh. I'm seeing it flow. Like as if, like it's a, like a river. Uh, Ask what it means. I'm getting the vibe. It's the stream of consciousness. Where is it feeding? That's what it's representing. Just all the thoughts, all the ideas, all the dreams. All the is it like flowing into you? Like you have your eyes closed. Is it like there's a river flowing into you right now, and you're you're you're, you're observing, it and it's like there's a strip 
almost flowing into like your now moment. It's like you can see where you're meeting the now moment into that river, that that consciousness that is that river, you know, that energy. Wow. It's peaceful. This is reminding me of there's a Bashar video where he was talking about how imagination is the conduit for the higher mind. Mm-hmm. And the imagination is where all the blueprints are. And that's, that's. You just yeah. saw source energy. That's incredible. I can take, okay, this is where it gets cool. Go back to that corridor. Mm-hmm. You never left it really. It's all just where you want to be in that moment. Mm-hmm. Who you choose to be in that moment. Okay. I'm standing right next to you. What's up, buddy? I can't see you. You can? Mm-hmm. All right, take my hand. We're going straight up. Ready to fly? Yeah. Uh, here we go. Now, once we get... We're, we're going pretty fast right now. Up. So once we get to the top, you're going to go through this pool of plasma almost. I'll tell you one. Three, two. <laughs> now, what do you see? What do you feel? I see, as I'm looking down from where we flew out of, it looks like a, it looks like a transparent uh, pyramid of sorts. It is. Now, do you see, there's a golden set of stairs, walk, walk up them. There is no certain amount of steps, so you'll get to the top when you get to the top. And what you see when you get to the top could be anything. I'm envisioning one of those. It's like it's like on a pedestal or like a table or something, but it it looks to me. I see something like like those machines that are uh, like a circular ball of energy, and you can put your fingers on it, and you can see like the electricity shoot to your yeah. Fingers. Touch it. You can channel energy through that. You can channel thoughts through that. That's it's it's crazy. It's not crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's that you can change the color of it you can change the consistency of its vibration and you can use that to connect to your chakras okay for example that ball of energy you're seeing in that like that dais or whatever that circle you got to the top of the stairs at right yeah okay interact with it change its color if you have a chakra that feels out of balance right now change to that color and allow that energy to fluctuate into that chakra and rebalance it through your breath cool you're in contact with source energy for the first time, probably like this is pure source energy. You're literally in con. You can hug it. You can ask it questions. I mean, if you get down to it in that deep meditative state where your mind's completely silent, you can hear that inner voice and you can have a conversation with it and hear your own voice in your head, just like you're having a conversation with somebody else. And it, it's beautiful, dude. Wow. That's incredible. I've heard so much about the Akashic Records, and I've, you know, Dolores Cannon has talked about this with QHHT, where she brings people into this area, and she says that there's like a tapestry in a, in a room where the tapestry is like a woven of everything, everything that's ever been, you know, it's recorded within this tapestry. Mm-hmm. She talks about a room like that that she's been brought to a lot of times with QHHT, and I've talked, I've talked to, and I've read about, yeah, the Akashic Records. It's astounding that it's this simple to be able to get to. Do you see any chairs on that circle dais around you? 
There's a chair for. I do see one. The one in front. It can be. It depends. There's divine mother, which is source, the source feminine energy, and then there's divine masculine, which is source, the source masculine energy, and then there's another chair, and it's both of them in one. It's the trinity. It's the duality. We don't just live in a duality. We live in a trinity with the observation of those things, you know, the observation of the two aspects. And then that helps you create that three-dimensional experience, you know, because you have the two eyes. You have the masculine and feminine eyeball. You have those polarities to the sides of your body. And then you have the, you have the one eye in the center of your head. The only way you can see the gates of heaven is through that one eye. They talk about it in the Bible and all that. It's, it's, Think about you have there has to you know how I said there has to be an internal world just as much as an uh, external one for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's an internal sun just as much as there's an external one. There's an like all the planets, you have them inside of you and they're also outside of you. It's it's a it's amazing. You can make your own planet. You have your own planet for Christ's sake, you know? <laughs> That's incredible. Where do now at what point did you start receiving such information like this to know to know these these aspects well i started reading a book it's called okay if you believe in like okay let's say source which is i believe it's your highest good it's not your highest good but it's like your unconditional love what would unconditional love do for you in every facet right now if it wanted you to just experience who you are and be who you are which is you are the the first thing that was ever said is i am that i am Hmm. and you are what you are in that essence like oh, i don't even know how to explain it it's i started reading that book and that book i believe is literally like source drop the key down like literally in the center of like humanity like it's an audio book on youtube too it's called a conversation with god by neil donald walsh and dude it's, it's funny that you're saying this specifically right now because as you were talking to me earlier i i I had a flash of when of a flashback of when my buddy Phil said, Kurt, you need to read conversations with God. And it was funny because while you're ta- talking to me, while we were actually in the Kashuk records, um, I, I had a quick flashback of that. So it's very incredible that you just yeah. now. It's the moments all fitting into right now. Man. And all right, so this is something to pay attention to. Holy cow. The, so if God was right in front of you right now, God, don't think of it as a dude, a wizard, a sky wizard. It's, what you just experienced, it's that source energy. It's all of it, okay? And you're experiencing yourself in it as a creation of it. And it's so cool. If you were to have a conversation with yourself, which is that source energy, that true you, that unconditional love, it would tell you to read that book a hundredfold right now. Read it wow. as many times as you can. And there's a whole series of them. I'm on the third book personally right now, but... It's like this dude in his mid forties. He's really done with life. He just he's at his ends meet. He's one of us. He's one of these people who's came down to channel this information and be a pillar of light. His name's Neil Donald Walsh, and he just starts writing his thoughts on paper, having a conversation with himself, and writing down those conversations on a piece of paper. And the information throughout these books is so like, how did that come? That's kind of like how you see Bashar. Like, where is that coming from? You know, right? And it really breaks down the ego like that those books they break it completely i plan on reading them over and over and over again that's what source tells me when i ask it because those books i believe are literally the key in like just here 
like Metatron is the one who told me to read those books. And he said, if you want, I can't, I'm, I can't teach you anything else. We, we've talked about, or we can talk about, you need to read those books so I can have these next level conversations with you. Wow. Because that's when the internal realizations start coming. That's when you get back into contact with that soul and you don't need, you don't need outside information anymore. It all comes from within your own source. You know, it's so interesting. Once I started really, um, cause there's a, there's what's called the transformative shifting cube that Bashar, um, these tools every day I've been doing this. So when I wake up, cause you know, that's important, like that state of mind, right. When you wake up and I've been doing these and the idea is, you know, you follow, you follow this particular diagram with your eyes into the center and there's certain things that you say out loud and everything. But what's cool is, is it's a way to detach you from, uh, you know, the, the 3d sort of mentality and for you to realize just how, how you are creating, you know, your, your, your reality around you. And mm-hmm. the cool thing is, is that um, with this, in addition to this, the idea is to write down all your synchronicities, write down all your dreams. And as you do that, you start really being able to attach like, okay, wow, this thing is happening. I can see very cl- clearly this thing is happening directly because I had this phenomenal conversation with this person about that mm-hmm. specific thing three days before. And now all of a sudden it comes out of nowhere and here's this thing. <laughs> and you can actually just look right at it and go, uh-huh, uh-huh, very recognizable. Yeah. And when I was doing that, it was crazy because I, I used to substitute teach for nine years. And during that time, I was doing this transformative shifting cube. And I got to tell you, man, there's so many times where I would just off the top of my head, some kind of analogy about something. And I'd say a specific thing. Like I remember this one kid, I said, I was talking to him about, um, yeah, I think I was talking to him about balance or something. And I said, okay, let's say for instance, you ice skate, you know, no one in their right mind would think that you could actually ice skate on, on, on a blade like that. Yet, yet somehow people do, and they flip around, do all this cool stuff. It's this balancing. It's that, you know, getting, and you're skating on thin ice too. So there's that aspect, but somehow it's making it work. And this kid tells me, they go, the kid goes, Mr. Clendenin, and I, I am an ice skater, and I go to ice skating classes every day after school. <laughs> and I'm like, of course you do. Why would yeah. that idea beam into my brain while I'm speaking specifically to you? Like, there it is. And I would find so much of that going on when I was, yeah. you know, whenever I do this transformative. You're very in tune with that inner voice. That's why. Oof. You, the whole thing is, the second you're born, all you have is that inner voice. And from that inner voice... And you make you make all these other voices, all these other characters. You make these illusions, and they stray. They get you to go away from that inner voice, even because there's a version of you right now who is the complete polar opposite to this information you're trying to achieve. It does not. It is trying to pull you down each and every moment. You realize that there. That's your shadow side, and it does not. It. You know what I'm talking about. It. it it's the one that when you're getting this information, it's like, oh, I need to slow down. I can't. You know, it's right. I, I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like that, that, uh, I mean, I would say it's like sort of the, the ego mind or even if it's, I would say perhaps it's, it's the mind that's been taught by other people how to behave, you know, and yeah. what to do. And Every emotion that is not uh, love stems from fear. Every single one. And isn't that interesting? When you lead with love, that's when the, the universe really opens up all these. They're only when you realize that there only is love. Fear is love. It, it, it's a crazy concept, but they they're both created in the heart. Mm-hmm. And fear is created out of the misunderstanding of what unconditional love really is. 
and it is that no nothing can go wrong. There is no thing to go wrong. There is no good or bad. And what you th- okay, you're, you get into like paranoias about oh, am I gonna change this structure of reality just by thinking about it? No, you have to vibrate at unconditional love, be in contact with source to be able to literally change the fabric of the matrix. That's why we haven't blown this shit up already, you know? That's why we don't just think about it and blow the planet up because we wouldn't be given these tools if we weren't ready for it. We have to master unconditional love before we can do this. Yeah. Th- we don't, we're not mastered it yet, but we're in a progressive phase right now where we're seeing the manifestations of our striving towards it and it's showing up in our consciousness. It's the conversation we're having right now. It wouldn't be happening astounding it's so incredible when you look at that and you know you just realize yeah this was this is a pre-planned uh <laughs> something that was kind of you know in the in the in the in the limited limitless uh arena we're like okay here we go At some point yeah. this conversation is going to happen when we just want to really you can't take yourself serious this is never this was never supposed to be taken serious i mean that's part of the game you can do that too and you're having just as much fun. Your soul's having just as much fun regardless. It's just, you know, your ego is the medium to all of this. And your ego at a certain point doesn't even have to really. Your ego is kind of everything in between unconditional love and fear. And once you get to that unconditional love vibration, there is no more ego. It's pure source. It's pure your highest good. It's your highest good in the essence of the exact highest possibility and outcome you're striving for in that moment, whatever you have your mindset on. And it's not, I don't even know how to explain it, man. It's source will start downloading. Like you need to do this. You need to do that. Like you can walk into a grocery store at some point and just know the food you're supposed to pick up. Cause you can feel it. You don't have to really, you know, do all these like, Oh, I have this lack of minerals in my body. Oh, I have, I'm deficient in this. No, you just can feel what you should pick up to eat. You really get back to this, like, I am part of everything, and you figure out what you resonate with. You can feel a magnetic pull on the things you should pick up to eat. Like, I use alcohol as an example. When I look at alcohol, I've I've always felt a very dark pull, like, in the center of my gut when I look at it. And it's because alcohol is, it's, you translate it, it goes back to, it means body-eating spirit. And there's a there's a realm of spirits or whatever, and it's at your own will, but you are subjecting yourself to having your spirit eaten pretty much like you can't your spirit can never go anywhere. Nobody can take or possess your body, but you're feeding those dark energies within yourself and you're manifesting this darker person with that vibration that alcohol is, you know, it doesn't leave your blood for over a year. Well, wow! I didn't After know that. One time you drink it, and no way. Think about its vibe when it's just going through your bloodstream. I did not it, know that. That's that's why it's on that. every shelf in the store. That's why marijuana doesn't get sold in stores, man. It's because it's they literally subject us to like suicide by our own will. It's because we we like doing these things, though. You know, we like harming ourselves. Apparently. Well, we've also been taught it, you know, we've been, all of that stuff has been, and we, you know, you already know this, but it's, it's been taught to us through the the news. It's been taught to us through the politics, been taught to us through the people who are trying to sculpt the brains, the the people who really know the neuro linguistic programming, you know, um, the people who know what keywords to use and 
um, what spells to cast and how to move minds to, to accept certain things. I mean, especially when you have, when you, when people's favorite celebrities are backing up, you know, Hey, you should go do this, that, you know, the government is saying, and this pharmaceutical companies, whatnot are saying, it's like, and then it looks like, Oh gosh, well, I'm going to be the odd man out here because like, Oh gosh, <laughs> if I don't do this. So they put, they prey on that. It's so funny. Cause when I was substitute teaching, as I was looking around, I go, Oh my gosh, they're intentionally trying to raise dumb a dumb future, an obedient yeah. future. They're, they're trying to just simply go, guess what? What you're learning now is all you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. So when you go into a, when you go into a business and you're working in your cubicles and they're telling you what to do, what not to do, here are the protocols, here's what to do. You know, it trains you to go, Oh, who's the authority figure on this? Who has the most, you know, awards or accolades that I need to listen to? Mm-hmm. Oh, who's rather than going, what's, What's my heart telling me, you know, what, what direction am I leading in here? And, you know, how is that going to affect me in a, in a positive manner? And, uh, you know, it's all cookie cutter routes. Yeah. And it's crazy because yeah, exactly. And that's the other thing too, with the clicks, you know, it's like, okay, am I going to be a punk rocker? Am I going to be a skateboarder? Am I going to be a jock? Am I going to be, you know, in the theater department? Okay. Which identity am I going to slip into? And so that at that age, you know, it's like, um, no matter what quote identity that someone is holding so hard onto, no matter what they're doing, it's still a limited perspective because mm-hmm. no matter what within this identity of the punk rockers, do you think his friends are going to laugh at him or say, or say, Oh, wow, that's really cool. You do that. If he goes, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I, was, I listen to country music or I listen to classical music. Oh, dude, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be listening to sex pistols, man. Come on. What are you doing? Yeah. Not a punk rocker. Right. There's always that kind of like, shame or something attached if you go outside of those boundaries of whatever that mm-hmm. that costume is you know whatever that character that's being played is so it's really intriguing when you and when you find yourself breaking free of those things and go okay what really thoughts are my own what what really am i doing because i i want to be doing it not that i'm doing it out of guilt or because someone else told me that i had to do it or you know i'm doing this because this this is the direction that needs to be you know going in and i found that mm-hmm. the more i started talking about my investigations of like extra extraterrestrials and paranormal and stuff and all these fringe theories. It, it just, I just started feeling so much better about myself, like going, wow, wow, this feels so good to actually allow people the opportunity to make fun of me for this kind of thing, to allow people to decide whether they, whether they want to come out and say, wow, you know, I, that's, that's something else. That's something I too have been investigating. Let's talk about it together. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it became, it, it became so free because it was like a beacon in finding those people. Yeah, it gets you out of that. Like, you ever listen to Alice in Chains? Uh, I used to. Uh, there's a song called "I'm the Man in the Box." Man in the Box, and he's really he's speaking from humanity's perspective. He, he says, "I'm the man in the box, buried in my shit. Won't you come and save me?" <laughs> and it's like we can't save you. You're buried in your own shit. Right. <laughs> Won't you come and save me? That's why all these, okay, you can see in some of these musicians, I know you can because you are one yourself, they sprinkle the truth in it because they're attached to these record companies and these labels that don't allow them to, you know, freely speak the truth, so they have to hide their messages. And a good example of that, I think, is Pink Floyd, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, all those kind of bands, you know? Right. right. They have a lot of truth-like, based lyrics and a lot of if you i believe all music is a spell realistically i believe it it, you can get somebody to kill somebody with you can you can change a whole human's vibe with that yes it's so powerful it's 
it, it's not when people say that music isn't powerful it's a complete lie oh my it's, gosh you can if you play the right frequencies you can get somebody to go insane you can get yes. somebody to do anything with a tone and it's what are we feeding our minds all day what affirmations are we getting in there and the Pink Floyd songs, for example, they have overlaid messages. It's like you really have to use your ears for what they're for. You have to hear their soul speaking, not just the words they're speaking, and hear the message behind the words. And that's when you start to uncode all these messages. They just leave for us because they can do that kind of stuff because we're not taught how to use our intuition as a society to begin with. So the people that do end up doing it, they end up knowing that those people were meant to find those messages anyways. You know, So they're doing really the best they can. Well, you know, and also I would say the the Beatles are too, you know, when they're talking yeah. about I am you and you are me and we're all I together. I have to tell you a lot about that. Oh, my God. Paul did die. The real Paul did die. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, tell me about all this stuff that you, you were, you were okay. mentioning on Instagram. Paul died in 1966 in a car crash. Uh, how it happened was, like, very symbolic of what the Beatles even, like, stood for at the time. Like, they st- there was a fight. He stormed off or whatever. And, uh. He went to this friend's house and they got he got a little drunk or whatever, and then he saw this hitchhiking girl after he left that dude's house in his car he was driving, and once she got into the car for a little bit they started talking and then she realized oh that's Paul McCartney she started freaking out, she started getting all over him and then a big truck came by on the other lane and uh, as she's getting all up in his lap freaking out and stuff he's trying to calm her down, big car crash you know, Paul lost his he died right there he got decapitated. He, they had to cover it up. They, because think about how much money the Beatles are pulling in for the British economy. They were literally bringing that side of the world back to life, in an essence. And they, I'm I when I think about it, and I feel it out. I haven't got all the answers myself when I go back, and there's reasons for it, obviously. But they were very controlled in the music they could release, the things they could say, the things they could do. And it was like torture, pretty much. Like the the new Paul dude, he was pretty much like a a psychological experiment. He was like a Frankenstein. They tried to get the actual Paul's spirit to channel through him. At at a certain, they tried to get Paul to come back through that guy. Like that's the original reason they went to India is to, like, try to have Paul possess that dude's body. I don't even know how they got him to that point. His name is Billy Shears. Uh, it's a really sad story but that dude he ended up dying in 1977 or whatever from a heart attack that there's been so many pauls since then it's ridiculous it's but it's all just to keep the money going you know uh but really paul i mean george uh john and uh, ringo none of them died until john was the first one to go after paul and uh they pretty much, I don't, I wouldn't say they suffered because they could have got the information out if they, like it was a life or death thing though, you know, like you, we'll kill your kids if you start talking about this. We'll kill your family. We'll expose things we like false blackmail. All these things, you know, and that's really why ends up happening to celebrities now. It's a perfect example of why they don't share the truth because they're really at their life's end when they try to say that kind of stuff, like. And you go back through all the songs, and it's you can really. I've done it myself, and you can hear the meanings they're trying to say, and people just, oh, I love, I love that song. There's just so it's so glazed over what the song actually means, and like that's really why 
I don't want to be famous. I I have already got to a point where I'm trying to spread a message of love through my music, and that's all I want to do because I literally, at this point in my soul's journey, do not want to be alive if I cannot, if love is not plentiful, if I cannot help provide it some in some way on this like barren world of fear we're in right now, you know, and it's gonna if we don't stand up right now, it's gonna become hell. We're already living in it day in day out. Like, how much more do you want it to be hell? Let's make it heaven for you know. Um, a couple of things. First of all, there's a really good book. There, there are a bunch of different books. One's called Billy's Back. One calls Mem- Memoirs. Uh, Billy Shears. Memoirs of Paul. Yeah, the Billy's Back. It's about Billy Shears, and that's written by Tom O'Harriet. That's a phenomenal book. They did a revision to it. I haven't read the new revision to it, but all that stuff you're talking about concerning Billy Shears. Uh, Billy Shears come... was like, he did he wrote stories up in newspapers about the Beatles and stuff before all that stuff. Like In the Strawberry Fields video, you can see him on a typewriter on the piano as they're like spinning around the piano or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, those strings you see attached to that piano. That piano is what the band became. The strings attached are all the like things, all the reasons they couldn't be them anymore. They couldn't be their authentic selves, and you could see that Paul dude up on the tree, like next to that red, that red light, and that's the fight or flight. You know, that's the fear. He had control over them in that aspect, and I believe at some point, at in some aspects, he was controlled too, the fake dude, and uh, it's all for money. But uh, that he. he if you really listen to the Strawberry Field lyrics in A Day in the Life, those kind of songs, mm-hmm. you, you really, like, what else was he talking about? Nobody really knows what these songs mean. And everybody's, oh, it's such a good song. He's really just spilling out the entirety of what, like, his story. Like, right. Strawberry Fields, you know how in the, in the end you can hear the car horns and stuff? You yes. Hear, yeah. It's, it's like he's hiding the metaphors. He's hiding all the truth in these metaphors. In, in this book, it was talking about how um, the a lot of, like uh, oh gosh, what was it? Um, there's that song about like monkey monkey finger. Uh, oh gosh, what? Oh, what song was? It? Like they're talking about the glass onion, you know, the glass. Oh onion. yeah. And so those those are handles that were on the caskets back in the day. They call them glass onions. They were these circular, clear things. And so mm-hmm. it's funny, like even in their record label, Apple Core. What's a Paul corpse? You probably know that, but Apple. Yeah. Apple, they're Apple Records, a, and it's Apple Court. Well, it's a Paul Corpse. So it's interesting when you see how many of these things, like there's a guy named Mike Williams. Um, mm-hmm. He goes by the name of Sage of Quay on YouTube, and he's got amazing, amazing uh, slideshow presentations about this, where he goes all the way down the, down the, the rabbit hole of showing it's not possible that the, the Beatles could have, you know, I think he talks about, is it Rubber Soul? He talks about, like, there's no possible way that that they could have come up with brand new material, make all this music, put it out on album, and and for it to be released within such a short amount of time, you know, because well, he was talking about how long it takes it, for the acetate, how long it takes. This to... is why I believe in this divine stuff, like this divine orchestration. I believe Billy Shears was like a musical genius, and though I believe some of the songs that were on the, like okay, let's say Paul just died, and then they still have a lot of material they're yet to release, you know, and it, they probably did use some of his pre-written songs and all that. Use them as ideas, even with the uncompleted ones. But at like Penny Lane, for example, that song—that's the Ghostwriter. His name's Denny Lane. And, yes, uh, I've heard of Denny Lane. Yeah, Penny Penny Lane is in my ears and in my eye. 
Wow. I think they put that dude under hypnosis and just fucked like fucked with him. Like I'm sorry for my language, but that dude was like a Frankenstein. <laughs> Denny Lane. You know it's so interesting? Um there's a really good group that I think you might get a kick out of. They're called Famous Groupies and they're named after the the uh the Wings song called yeah. Famous Groupies. And so this band, they have a very Paul McCartney sound to them, very Paul McCartney vibe and they very prolific. They got like five albums out in the course of like two years. And it's mm-hmm. and it's really interesting when you look up famous groupies, there's this whole idea that um that the 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 music that's being used for the famous groupies was written by one of the ghostwriters for you know for the band uh, for for well quote Paul McCartney unquote. So yeah. th- there was all that music was stuff that was ghost written for him. But so this kid found all of his grandpa's um, all these songs that he had written and they were intended for Paul McCartney. And so he, he, the story, as the story goes, all the music that's out on the albums, the famous groupie albums is, uh, is the music that was written for, that was supposed to be written for Paul McCartney. Uh, but then his, you know, the grant and then grandpa died and yeah. all those songs were kind of hidden, you know, in the archive. So it's, it's fascinating when you go down these rabbit holes and you start learning about this stuff. Now, how did you, how did you come across the the Paul is Dead stuff? Uh, well, I came across it because my buddy he's alive right now, and there's a fake there's a Paul alive right now, so it kind of just didn't add up, you know. <laughs> I was like, huh. And the thing is, I this kid he he, he his past life is Paul McCartney, and I met the, the birthday party I was talking about where I met Z. I met him at uh, this kid's birthday party. Because we were already friends. We met each other through each other, you know. And uh, it really started, when we started opening up to each other and talking, we started getting, like, memories. We started getting feelings. We started getting smells. It was everything, anything you can imagine. And it was very, it's very nostalgic. It's very scary at the same time because we still see very parts in ourselves that could lead to our destruction still, you know. Like, yeah things we have to work through and why we're still like playing this game, you know? Uh, and it's, and really, we're getting there. It, me and Z right now, we're at a, we took acid a couple of days ago and we had a very eye opening experience. Uh, like our, our present moment became absorbed by getting information from source. Like we know why we're here. We remember coming down here. Remember the exact moment we even chose to enter the body. Whoa. Type. And it's, it's very overwhelming, but the, the the type of souls that we are, even you, you're, you're a way shower. You, I don't know how people like you haven't gone crazy. That's the amazing part. <laughs> <laughs> like you kept, I can see you, you never let nobody mess with that child part of you. Even though it might've got tampered with a little bit, you never at its core level, let it get disturbed and you still have it. Dude, I, I love that, that you say that because it's so true. It's so mm-hmm. true. You never want... That's probably something your soul had dealt with before. And it was like, I'm not letting anybody mess with who I am anymore. Like, it's funny. Dude, It's you're you're spot on, dude. You are spot on. You're spot on. I mean, if I'm, you want to start talking about... I, I'm very good at uncovering things about... You know how you just... You said you just found that kid ice... He ice skates and all that? Yeah. Like, I've always been able to just... I'm uh, People won't open up to anybody, and then I can just have these words that slice through them like butter. Not in a bad way, but it's like it gets to the issue. It gets to all these uncovering things, you know. It's like I can talk to the, I can talk right through the veil. I think that's brilliant. 
But it gets it, brilliant. When you're There's, talking from your heart and you're you're speaking through your higher throat chakra, you you really are talking to that person's soul. You, you're talking directly to, like, the live energy source, the fractal of source that they are. Like, a fractal is a part. It's not It's not any less. It's not any more. It's equal with the source. It's And that's what we all are, each individual being. We're you all... Know, so it- it's interesting because, like, there's something called the Mandelbrot fractal, and I love looking at fractals because they're mm-hmm. I, that's been something that's always interested me is fractals. Because the more you zoom in, it's still you can never get to the bottom of what the thing is because everything yeah. that you're zooming into is just another, a tinier representation of the bigger thing, and uh, it's just absolutely fascinating. There was a time where, um, uh, I smoked salvia and I had all these revelations, and I was just writing, just like automatic mm-hmm. writing. And that's where those ideas of like reciprocation, collaboration, precipitation, um, you know, those kinds of like cooperation, those kinds of things. When like I first saw your name, nature. Inspirato Projecto, I got like deja vu, like because you channeled that from part of you that is original, you know. Man, it's really cool. You know, uh, you can I see a movement being started with you, really. And no matter how big or how small you want it to be, you can do it like with love. I believe what you have a band right now, Yacht Leaker. I don't know how into all this stuff your buddies are or anything, but all you got to do is be an be a way shower, be the, do conscious breathing in front of them, like be that loving source, and they'll be like, why, why, why can't I do that or whatever? I'm not saying they don't already do that, you know, but it's like if they if it's hard to get the message through to them or something, like you have to be the example. You cannot, you you can do what I'm doing, having this conversation right right now to you to help, but at the end of the day. Nobody can save you, but you, and that's right. the realistic part of it. You know, and it's fascinating you're saying this because they're always making fun of me. Like when I'm like, "Oh my gosh, another synchronicity," and I'm always pointing them out, no matter what. And you know, there's usually a guy or two who'd be like, "Oh no, I mean, it's a small world." You know, "Oh wow, what a small world." There's always that, or like, "Oh, what a quinky dink." And it's like, okay, it's not that. It's it's like, yes, it's a small world, and it's magical. Let's let's focus on that aspect, folks. Yeah. Like, this here we are at this moment in time. This specific thing was said three three you know three three hours ago over at that location when a person who looks exactly like this person who's now sitting in front of us now and 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 and, and then that song was playing at that same time that that other thing was going. Mm-hmm. This is something to pay attention to, you guys. And it's funny because now they'll sort of like they'll they're like, ooh, it's a they don't want to tell you. Okay, this is a message I'm getting from source. Yeah. They're very interested in what you talk about, but they're almost in the that masculine side of them is almost embarrassed to be in touch with that kind. Of, you know what I'm saying? Can you feel it too? Wow. Like, yeah, and it's what's neat is they're now starting to open up to it. They're now starting. There's by, nothing by, that can stop it now. It's happening oh, through everybody, man. Dude, oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Because holy cow, you know this music. It's all love songs. It's mm-hmm. all you know, all these good vibes, people coming together, singing together, you know, putting our arms around each other and just feeling so uh, unintimidated, un, you know, they're just pure like, OK, we're all here together. Who cares how I sing, how you sing? We're all just singing it. We're screaming it. And it's so cool because to be able to go and just like blast out such great vibes mm-hmm. to, to these audiences, it just feels so good to know that these people can have, you know, these these two hours of solace and uh, enjoyment that mm-hmm. exists outside of whatever they're wh- whatever they were previously watching on the news or whatever yeah you know whatever it, it, was going on I, I believe the coliseum you know in like the romanian times and all that i believe that was they had acoustics built into that thing i believe the way the sound carried around it the way they created that thing it was like it, somebody got it through a dream vision 
and it created this like you could there really is no separation in dimensions like you hear 4d 5d all these things they're really just labels i mean you can get stuck on them that's the whole thing and it's it created what i would call like a fifth dimensional experience like people would end up the gladiators in that stadium would end up doing some supernatural stuff because of all the collective ideas of the people watching you know and crazy stuff would go down <laughs> like and it was happening live action it was like right then and all these people had all oh, I want this person to win, I want this to happen this way, and it would end up creating these fascinating, like, fights and stories, and that's why people love this so much. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. I frequently think about that with sporting events and how, like, oh, my gosh, they get it. Yeah, so- it's worship. It's really bad, actually. Like, well, these people it- worship these celebrities like gods, and then the energy they're feeding them literally gives them, like, supernatural abilities. <laughs> Well, and it's interesting because, like, as I look at these sporting events, I'm like, okay, th- these, they're, like, this is a symbolic representation of, of the, of the, you know, universe, uh, how universe is talking through us and with us. And, but it's, mm-hmm. but the sporting events have, have, it's like they're right on the edge of, like, totally being just that. But then they're, they're, it's, but then it goes, and it goes off. And what, what, what that is, where that, where it becomes sort of like, uh, damaged, it's mm-hmm. what, where that, where that, of is is the us versus them mentality it's like oh my god you guys got everything right you're getting everything right except if we just take out the us versus them mentality and and it's we're all here to let's say if you got stadiums of those people who are cheering and feeling good and it's like they're raised they're in that source that ooh, they're so excited source and and while they're doing that they're imagining world peace they're imagining yeah you know everything being awesome for the world that's how we do it Right, like, oh my gosh, like how it powerful happens that through music, be. dude. Music is the language of the soul. This is your job. Like, if you if you resonate with music, that's why you're meant to do. You're you're meant to do whether it gets you famous, whether what whatever it does, it's supposed to make you feel alive. It's supposed to make you br- bring joy within, like all that. Like, I forgot how to have fun for a good portion of my life. Like, I did let these people get to me. I, I, and it happened for a reason, you know it. But I got to a point when I wasn't really me at all. I had no authenticity that I expressed outwardly. I always had it inside, but I didn't think it mattered, you know, at a certain point. Because everybody just made me feel like, oh, you're just the next average Joe. You're just going to be working that nine to five, having the the dream life with the kid. You, you know, just that thing that it yeah. just sounds so beige and plastic. Yeah. And I don't, it never sat right in it. I, fu- I fought it every step of the way. And now I just accept it for what it is. And I'm doing what I'm going to do. I'm, I you know it sounds like I have to be who I'm going to be. I have to be an example. The things I talk about, I, I've, I've barely done anything that I wanted to do yet. I'm just now, I'm, I'm 17 years old. Let's preface that. I just turned 17 the other Dude, day. Dude, and congratulations for being this far advanced at such an early age. Like all the stuff that you're telling me now took me years to come to the, these revelations and these realizations of and and gosh dude you are at right now at the position that i wish that i was knowing what i know now what i know now is what you know now and more you know mm-hmm. you know much you know you've you've you've, you've got lots of revelations and dude yes yeah. you're by you having having this and continue to grow in this manner whoa dude you're going to be affecting the populace just amazingly I... I have to get to a mentality where I'm not afraid of death because there is no death. And that's what this John Lennon thing has taught me because I remember dying. I remember, I remembered that recently on the acid trip, actually. 
it was it was, it was a thing. Uh, it was kind of sad, but it was at the same time. Remember when it went black? I remember. I'm not done. <laughs> wow. So what? After after the guy shot? Did oh, shot he knew, the whole thing was he knew he was gonna get shot. He was playing it out in his head for weeks before it even happened. Like he had these premonitions. He, but he pretty much manifested it on himself because he couldn't get out of his own head. With it. he was like. The second it happened, he was thinking about it. He didn't even know the dude was behind him. He's like, I'm about to get shot right now. And then it happened. He hit the ground in complete disbelief. And he's like, yeah, this Whoa. is happening. And it happened. I'm, I, this is how I, it kind of ties in to the other past life. But he was, he had seen that dude previous in the day. You know the story. He took the picture with him, all that. Mark Chapman. And uh, he, uh, he came back that night with Yoko. Yoko was going up first. She was like a bit ahead of him they were going up to dinner to see sean or whatever and uh like as they were walking there's this teller there's this greeter at the front of the gates to that the the dakota and uh he gave him a hundred dollar bill benjamin franklin's on the hundred dollar bill you know just another synchronicity but Ooh. it's like he gave him that and mark david chapman watched him do that and i'm pretty sure jealousy brewed within him why didn't he give me any money and it took him out of his mind almost. He got put, he got taken over by an evil force because at that moment, John Lennon had information with him that could have changed it back then. The, the love movement could have started. That's happening right now back then because of this information. So. Thanks. I've always loved the song, Give, uh, you know, Give Peace a Chance. I always thought that, that was such a powerful song. And, um, yeah. You well, know, when things were shut down and there were people... He tried his he, he tried his best, but at the end of the day, he could not be his own example. He could not be. He always talked about these things. John always talked about, "I want to be this. I want to be that. I want this in the world. I want that." But it came down to how much can he be what he's speaking of, you know? Mm-hmm. And he he couldn't in that life because he the record label, the control they had over him. He he got killed by the same people that killed John F. Kennedy. Man, it's around the same time too. You know, the same kind of era. And it's, no, no, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. They, they did, I believe they did psychological experiments on the dude that killed him since he was a kid because there's a whole story about it that he was like gifted and the Mark David Chapman dude, he was different. So this mom started taking him to this, like, they'll call it MK Ultra nowadays, but they were just taking this kid there, experimenting with him so they could have like a, essentially a, a ticking time bomb whenever they needed it to kill this person if they open their mouth, this person if they open their mouth, you know. They have a lot of these people just waiting around. Yes. And it's – there's trigger words. There's all that kind of thing. And that ties into the, the fucking Frankenstein Paul dude. Like he had trigger words that would make him like channel Paul's spirit and shit for a couple seconds. Whoa. Be able to have song ideas. Like for example, the like uh, there's a bunch of songs where he's just like spewing meaning like – uh there's one lyric where he's like uh things that weren't important yesterday and i feel good i forgot what that song is but it's it's very bone chilling to be honest with you it's um that uh, i can't even really speak on it it's kind of i still have to sit with it and it's very kind of like it's disturbing in a way like how could somebody live as somebody else for that long like yes you ever heard the song by the Wings, the band on the run? Yes. Yeah, he's literally just telling you right there, like, they've been on the run. They're hiding from all these people who are trying to, like, 
there's people that knew knew from the get go that wasn't Paul, dude. And they were trying to fucking bust them from the, like the beginning, you know. And that's what they're running from: the courts, the judges, the police, the band, all the band members. Knew he wasn't the real, you know, guy. Right, and in fact, um, one of his members in Wings that he he always calls him Billy, and it's kind yeah. of interesting, isn't it? You know, it's like hello. Billy. There's this clip where George is talking to John at like a dinner table in like nineteen the nineteen seventies. And he says, oh, you remember Beetle Bill or whatever? And it just gave me goosebumps. It's like a, a, a split second recording where they were actually talking like how they would talk around each other, not just when the cameras were on, like the wow. get back sessions and shit. I was, I watched the get back sessions like very psychically and I could just see how much they were suppressing. You ever watch, you ever heard the song Revolution 9? Like that? Yeah. Yes. That is, if you listen to that with your eyes closed with some good headphones, maybe a psychedelic or two um you feel all of it you feel their whole story all wow uh you can hear it shh, shh, all the time through it like keep your mouth shut shh, shh. it's just it's creepy whoa uh you can hear you can hear paul get into a crash you can hear books flipping like pages burning like it at the end of Strawberry Fields, they say it's uh cr- he says cranberry sauce. Like, why would he say cranberry sauce? Okay, he says Paul is I buried Paul at the end right. of the song. Right. And when I first heard that, I had the image flash through my head of how it happened. It was just George and John that buried him. Ringo wasn't there. I think Ringo had something to do with the police getting involved to begin with. If you look at the Abbey Road cover, you can you know those pictures that you look at with your yeah. mind's eye, and then they start to uncover things. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a knife behind Ringo. Uh, there's if you look at the Paul dude, you can see like a blue aura come out in front of him, and that's like the actual Paul spirit, and he's frowning. You can see the you can see the police in the background, like behind where John is. There's that dude with his hand in his pocket, pretty much with a gun, waiting for one of them to open their mouths. And Ringo's dressed in black, just like the car, just like the dude that. Like you got to look at the colors in those things. The, like the correlations you can in the trees there's the the trees that are behind george there's fingers pointing over to the where the the cop is pretty much like in the trees there's there's faces in the trees it's really crazy uh wow and i know the sergeant peppers album is just filled with all kinds of mm-hmm. you know specific the thing is okay i'm gonna have this conversation i have not known what like this podcast is gonna get posted and what do people think about this? You know, what do they do with this when there's this much live information? There's this much. If there's people that are feeling what I'm saying right now, they know I'm not telling. They know I'm not lying. Okay? Right. And that's the whole thing. It's what happens when these people start saying stuff. Am I going to die? You know, these are the things I've worried about. You know. Well, I mean, I think the you know the powers that be they. Yeah. What was it? There's that great quote that says, "With the CIA goes, okay if." If people trust it or don't trust it, we've done our job. You know, yeah. if people don't know which way to look or, or what's real or what's not real, we've done our job. So with all yeah, and that's why I believe I can have, I get on this podcast to begin with, because I believe the people who are meant to find it will know and it won't matter because they, nobody's going to believe them anyways. That's the honest answer. Well, and it's always interesting to, uh, you know, I love a good mystery and I like filing paper trails and I like seeing, you know, the breadcrumbs and I like seeing how mm-hmm. things match up. And I, what I, I get meant such was, a kick out of it. Yeah. The people and who I, aren't meant to 
believe it aren't going to, and that's so. Oh right, right. And I so what I'm the reason why I said that was that what you know what you're putting out on this podcast it is cool because there there of course are going to be those people who consider it. They're going to go down the rabbit hole. They're going to start looking at the album covers. They're going to start uh, learning more about it. Maybe pa- about past lives, about uh, conversations with God. I mean, mm-hmm. you have planted so many wonderful seeds here, and who mm-hmm. knows what these people are going to do with this information. I mean, this podcast goes out to uh, Iceland and Alaska and, and France. And I mean, it goes out all over the place. And I always think mm-hmm. like, wow, what, you know, some fisherman out there is who knows where Nebraska or something is, is listening to this podcast and, and considering these things while he's waiting for his fish you know, to bite on the hook. And like that just, like that's yeah. just astounding. When I sit here and ask source, even I like source tells me that it's okay for you to post this. Like, it's my own fear kicking in that I don't believe everything will be all right. And that's where I have to work. That's why I really haven't put myself out there to begin with, because I know who I am. I know what I'm, I came here to do at this point, And it's kind of scary in a way. But that's just that's what's stopping me. That's 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 the mind killer right there. I got to work over that. My ear just rang and I know it. You know? Wow. It's. I would like to meet you someday. I don't know how it's going to happen, but <laughs> Well, it'd be great. Awesome. It'd be awesome to jam. Actually, one thing I want to ask you was: Have you, with the other, you know, Beatles members, have you gotten together with these guys and, and made some songs? Uh, me and Zephyr have just started doing that. Actually, it's been a process of. He's been. He had a very busy material life before, like all of this. He's he's got his stuff. He's you can tell he's in what you call an old soul because he's just he's sixteen still, and he's got seventeen thousand dollars in the bank. Got his five thousand dollar truck. He he's got he's got his shit together, you know, and he, he he's he has his stuff together in the material world. So all he's really left is what's left to do, but explore who I am as a soul. And right. that's where we're at right now. I've already been making music. I I already know where I can be. It's more or less I've been recording on an iPhone seven with clogged speakers and a cracked screen. <laughs> Well, you know, right there, you're an example of people doing the best they can with what they got and not mm-hmm. worrying. I got a laptop and a microphone now. I'm getting acoustic electric. I'm getting, a, I'm getting, a, I already have, I have two acoustics. I have three electrics, but I'm trying to get an electric acoustic so I can plug that right into the computer and just, you know. What do you use to, to, uh, re- what is, what music, are you using GarageBand or what do you? It's called, uh, BandLab. And then. Is that pretty easy to send files back and forth through? Mm, yeah, it is pretty much. Uh, the only, it has really not been fun to make music at all using that app because I don't have a I don't have a, a way to plug headphones into this thing. So I have to, like you know how it is trying to record layers on a song when there's yeah. echo, and it's that's been my biggest issue because I don't have a way to cancel the sound out in between tracks on this phone, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I, don't know. I have a uh, there's a, there's, a, there's a song I'm, I'm writing like a couple songs right now that I, I it took a minute for me to even be able to sing in my own household you understand like mm. be comfortable with that be able to even be myself around my own family you know and that's where I'm really getting right now I feel like my throat chakra has been like divinely activated and it's go time I mean yeah your music is great mm-hmm. it's very melodic it's very melodic and I'm glad that you're getting it out there I'll share many, all my songs with you if, you if you're down. It's just. Oh my God, yeah, absolutely. Do you have a SoundCloud page that people could hear your. Any uh, not yet. Not yet. Uh, 
and when I do, it, it's going to be, I don't know. I plan on perform. I plan on getting my name around my town first. It's funny because my town's name is literally my name, but you know, uh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's just with like an S at the end. That's crazy. It is. It is. Wow, dude. It's all orchestrated for me, and I just got to be me. I got to be authentic. Yeah. I plan on performing in bars and stuff. Like, I, I'll i get, like, the lineup of popular songs and get them down or whatever, some popular songs in the bar. And then at the end, you play your own songs, and the people that are interested, you know, they get coming back, tell their friends, all that stuff. And now there's social media. I'm not worried about a thing. I know my authentic self will carry me wherever I need to go. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't got off the ground yet. <laughs> well, I have, but I'm sitting in bed eating banana chips right now. <laughs> no. It makes me feel, this is the whole thing with this knowledge. It can be a burden. You see yourself not really doing anything with it. You know, it can make you feel like a bad person. It can make you feel like anything, really. If you just listen to those negative thoughts all day, you, you really become whatever you, you think you are, mm-hmm. whatever you want to be. I want to be light in the darkness. I want to be love on this planet. And I mean, I post this stuff for people in my school to see. I like people in my school, like there's people who vibe with me. There's people who think I'm absolutely nuts, but that's the whole thing. That's, that's where I'm at right now. I've already got my message across to a lot of people in my school, but it really starts with I want to be able to perform in my school's gymnasium. I want to do all this stuff. I want to be able to go crazy. I want to start a movement within my own school so that it spreads to other schools, you know? Well, I'm glad that you're still in school and you have this knowledge and you're able to. I mean, imagine. It's, it's like, been a battle because I have not really been wanting to do anything with school. You understand? Because I understand at a base level what it is. It's programming. Your brain pretty much fries in there all day. And then yeah. at a certain point, you're like, huh. I'm sick of being bored. Maybe I should just listen. And it kind of just caves your mind into this narrow pathway at the end of the pyramid to, you know, adulting. And I'm seeing kids that I grew up with who are just bland and, like, they lost that bright light that yeah. used to shine. Like, it's it's still there, obviously, but it's dim because of all the other people's voices that run through their minds. Well, just know that there are others who think these same thoughts. And while you have this time in school um and you're not out yet now is a good time for you to find those other people who mm-hmm. who uh oh, you know, understand those concepts and you know because i every found school the rolling has like a club we've got the rolling stones around here we found Jimi hendrix we awesome. there's a lot of souls dude One hundred you're a part of them yeah i've heard about the 144,000. actually you know i just realized we have probably eight minutes left here before this hangs up on us and what i'll do is i'll i'll split this into two episodes one hour long episodes um mm-hmm. I'll split this out. so what what would you say what 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 are some pieces of wisdom if if uh that you'd like to give to the listener that that they could you know that could give them hope or give them some sort of solace in knowing that they're on the right path what feels natural is the answer who you were before as a baby when you were just laying there in your crib that energy you had about you without anybody yelling at you without anybody saying anything to you that was your natural energy you were just being you even though it didn't really you weren't really do, you couldn't move you couldn't what you were doing as you're you're being a pillar of light you were delivering information to the souls around you we forget as babies what we're really doing and uh to be as net na- what right now 
if you were just not thinking about anybody else, what would you do right now if you had the chance to make yourself feel good? You uh, just, you what would sit- I be doing now if I did what? If I like I wasn't accountable to anyone? Is that your no. major? I'm I'm saying like if you're just alone by yourself, you're not thinking through anybody else's. Oh, I have to go do this later for that person. I, that person wants me to do this, even though I'm not really interested in it. Detach yourself from all of that. Sit there with yourself. What feels so natural that right. if I started doing it right now, I would literally just start dancing pretty much. I'd just get lost in the moment. Forget about everything else except the very moment of just being in that bliss state of fun. And that really comes from being unconditional love. The, the natural emotion for our soul is unconditional love. And all your energy centers in your body are the instrument. You are an instrument as a be- human being. And you have to align, you have to tune all those energy centers so that the sound can flow through, the energy can flow through. As above, so below, it flows through your spine. You have to, you can't have blockages to be natural, you know? You have to get rid of all those things. And it really is just, you have to pull the energy up. The energy you feel stuck, pull it up to your head. Look at it. I d- look look at what it is face it for what it is that's how you release those things it really is as simple as your mind can make it like find any way that makes it easy for you like for example when i have negative thoughts i i envision a lasso and i grab the i start winding the lasso up and i i tighten it around the negative thought and i just yeet it up into the sky and i just you know like when you see a star twinkle and then it disappears right yeah that's where it goes it gets transmuted in unconditional love instantaneously and i don't think another thing about it it's you use your imagination as much as you can in this. Like the Akashic Records, that was purely your imagination. Even though you connected to something that helped your imagination proceed farther into it. Like you've seen things that you'd feel like were generated before your mind even had the chance. And then they kind of just merged into each other. It's still the same thing. Your imagination is what creates all of this. This very conversation is held together by our belief that it can happen. <laughs> brilliant dude well it was great talking to you and i'll let you know when i get this out and mm-hmm. uh i i look forward to it can i should i should i not tag you on instagram or should i tag you on instagram mm, i would not like anybody to know who I am. okay okay gotcha gotcha all right cool 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 all right so it'll be it'll we be out there talking the for a couple like we can fill in the time if you would like right now um i just i want to do this thing t- okay we're gonna make a chi ball real quick get your hands Okay. Clap them. All right, now start rubbing them together. Make that friction with your hands. Mm-hmm. Okay, when it starts getting, you can feel the friction. It starts getting pretty hot. Yeah. Separate them and then start like back and forth. Bring your hands back and forth. Feel that friction between them. Your fingers Ooh. feel like they're almost shaking. Like you yeah. Can feel, you can feel their fingers creaking underneath the energy. Then form a ball. Form like a ball of plasma. It's called a chi ball. You're using your life force energy to make that. Can you feel it? Yeah. Okay, bring it to your solar plexus. Imagine, you know what the Metatron cube is, right? Yes. Okay, place that in it. It doesn't even it doesn't even matter if you can envision it. Just set the intention that it's in there. Turn that thing yellow. Bring it to your solar plexus. Now, imagine an anchor shooting right down into the center of the planet and just grounding into Gaia's energy, the Earth's energy, in through your solar plexus. Wow. It's going to ground you. You might see DNA spirals. You could see a lot of things. It's going to activate a memory within you. DNA is memory. Let that light anchor, let it flow through you. Okay. Now anchor into the what's above, anchor into the source energy through that same ball. Like you have a pillar going down and a pillar going up and anchor into both. 
And so mote it be in Source's name. That's great. It feels very refreshing. It can feel very blissful. It does. It does. It does. Before every show, my my buddy and I, Mike, well, he's he's my brother in the band, Paulie Shores. I go by Stony Shores in the band. Everybody's got their own name. But Paulie and I, um, we do this this sort of like meditation exercise. And he was the one who told me about that chi energy. And right before we go on stage, there's a certain, you know, hand movements and all the stuff that you're doing and and it's just like it helps like activate you when you're on stage and yeah. get you into that zone it's so powerful so this is it and it makes so much sense that of course that you teach me this specific exercise because now i'll be <laughs> using this in the future yeah it it really it, that's how you ground in earth if you do it with your feet on the ground it's even more powerful because your feet are literally like energetic portals they receive and give information from the planet so do your hands, like all of it. And when you allow that to flow up through your body, it cleanses you. It rejuvenates you. Sun gazing is like connecting a light bridge, to be honest, because you already have that internal light. And then the sun is the manifestation of that light on the outside. So once you sun gaze, you close your eyes and you let that light fill your head up. It's like connecting the bridge between the two sides. And that's when you can really talk to source. Ooh, Your eyes start to like, you ever seen people's eyes start to roll up? You can see that white to their eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's their eyes like magnetizing to their mind's eye, and they, they kind of lock there. It's not uncomfortable at all. It's it it comes in this very blissful, peaceful state, and your eyes don't even they feel so comfortable actually, and it it's almost like you can look up through your head pretty much. Like you have a spine, it's going straight up, straight down. You all there really is in existence is up, down, left, and right, and you can look up through that crown chakra. Like there's a center point to it, and it's it's awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much for sharing. We're we're about thirty seconds away from this hanging up on us, but dude, thank you so much. And I'm I'm really excited about sharing this out there in the world and and seeing how yeah. it's gonna turn on people. It's gonna activate their memories. Yes, their you better believe it. How many people do you think will listen to this? I have no idea. I'm on so many podcast apps and, and directories. I'm always adding it to new stuff. So I'm just concerned about how far the message of love will go. And that's Oh, I it. think it'll go far. I think it'll go far. If somebody even listens to 10 minutes of this podcast, they'll get something out of it. Yes, indeed, they will. You better believe it. All right, well, listen, peace, brother. Take care, and, uh, and I'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. All right, bye. This is Blythe Baines, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. It's a face palm, a face palm, a balm of calm, like an a palm bomb. It's a face palm, a face palm, crumbly malm of loamy alms. And how soon do you think you to, to do it again? It's a face palm, a face palm, here it come alms playing Brahms and prom. And how soon do you think you to, to do it again? And the homes from Guam, Guam to the cable comes. Are the Gram Ram diatoms glam in their moms? It's a face palm, a face palm. The book of Psalms and rhymes and rums. And how soon do you think you'll do it again?